from here in the Holy Land. Welcome to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. I'm your host, Yael Eckstein, President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Each week, we'll explore the Jewish roots of your Christian faith and nourish those roots with inspirational insights and ancient teachings that are so relevant to our lives today. Let's get started. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about life's tests, God's tests. We'll take a look at Abraham's tests in the book of Genesis and discover the purpose of life's tests and why instead of running away from them, we should look forward to them with excitement and joy. It is possible to have this kind of mindset, and on today's podcast, I'll show you how. If you've ever asked this question, God why are you testing me? Then this episode is for you. Every week, Jews around the world read and study the same Torah portion known as the Parsha. This week's Parsha is called Lech Lecha, which means go forth, and it covers chapter 12 through 17 in the book of Genesis. The verse that we'll focus on today is the very first verse in this week's Parsha, Genesis 12.1, and I'm going to read it to you now. The Lord has said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. This verse contains God's first commandment to the patriarch Abraham to leave behind everything that was familiar to him, his country, his people, and his father's home, and to follow God to an unknown destination. According to Jewish tradition, God tested Abraham ten times, and this directive was his first test. And let me tell you, I can definitely relate to this test. It was 2005 when my husband and I were a newly married couple planning out our future. But we felt God tugging at our hearts, telling us to make aliyah, to go home to Israel and begin our family there in the Jewish homeland. It was incredibly hard to leave everything behind that I was familiar with. The country that I was raised in, the language that I knew, the culture I was comfortable with, and of course, my friends and my family. But my husband and I just knew that it was the right thing to do. God gave Israel to the Jewish people and we knew that that's where we belonged. But as hard as it was for me and my husband to move from America to Israel, it was a million times more difficult for Abraham and Sarah. They had no idea where they were going or what their new homeland would be like, only that they were following God wherever he would lead them. And while Amichai and I jumped on a plane and arrived in Israel about 11 hours later, Abraham and Sarah, they had to embark on a long and treacherous journey through the desert. And of course, with no technology, leaving home meant that they would be completely cut off from everyone and everything that they knew. Not like me, who was able to call home a few times a day. When God commanded Abraham to leave everything behind and follow him into the unknown, it was a huge test of faith. And you know what? Abraham passed it with flying colors. But the rabbis asked an important question. Why did God test Abraham in the first place? 
Didn't God already know that Abraham was a man of faith? Nobody likes tests, but sometimes they are necessary. When Amichai and I moved to Israel, one of the things that we had to do in the process of becoming Israeli was to take a driving test to receive our Israeli driver's license. These tests are notoriously difficult, and plenty of good drivers with decades of experience have failed them. It doesn't matter if you've been driving for 40 years with a perfect driving record. When you get behind that wheel, you are a teenager again, and you have to convince the instructor that you are a capable driver. Thankfully, both of us passed our driver's test. But unlike the driving instructor that tested us, when God gives us a test in life, he already knows if we will pass it. God knows everything, the past, the present, and the future. God sees straight into our hearts and knows exactly who we are and what we can achieve. So why does he give us tests when he already knows if we will pass it or not? The rabbis gave the following answer. God's tests are not for his benefit. They are for ours. The purpose of Abraham's tests and all tests in life is not so that God will know what we are capable of, but so that we will know what we are capable of. Tests show us who we really are and help us to become the person who God created us to be. The Hebrew word for test is nisayon. When God tested Abraham in Genesis 22.1, the Bible uses this form of the word. We read, The Elohim nisa et Avraham, and God tested Abraham. There's a lot we can learn from the Hebrew word nisayon about the purpose of tests and how we can benefit from them. Literally, nisayon means experience. In modern day Hebrew, if you want to say that a plumber has 10 years of experience, you would say that the plumber has 10 years of nisayon. Just as experience in a trade or field makes a person better at what he or she does, the tests that God sends our way help us hone our life skills and become even better versions of ourselves. Every person is born with a certain potential, but unless that potential is activated, it will remain latent potential. Tests are God's way of bringing out our strengths and giving us the opportunity to be the best that we can be. How would we know what we are truly capable of if we aren't given an experience that challenges us to do something that we've never done before or to be someone that we've never been? Life's tests are opportunities to discover our true potential and to take that potential and to make it real. The rabbis pointed out that the word nisayon shares the same root as the Hebrew word nes, which means miracle. In Hebrew, when two words are related linguistically, it means that they have something in common with their meaning. In this case, just as a miracle is an event that goes beyond nature, a test is an event where we can go beyond our nature and do things differently. It is a chance to transform from who we are into who we can be. Just as a miracle, a nes, can cause the sea to split and the sun to stand still, a test, a nisayon, can cause an angry person to become a patient person or a prideful person to become a humble one. 
A test changes our nature. But unlike miracles, the tests that we go through can create changes that last forever. And there is one more thing we can learn from the word nes, the root of the word nisayon. Not only does it mean miracle, but it also means banner. The rabbis taught that just as a banner is something that is raised up high, a test is something that raises us up to a higher level. With this definition in mind, let's look again at Genesis 22.1. Instead of reading the verse, and God tested Abraham, we can read it, and God lifted up Abraham. Through our tests, we are lifted up to a higher spiritual plane. Let me tell you how I experienced this in my own life. During my first year in Israel, I met some incredible people who, like me, made Aliyah. But unlike me, they moved to Israel during extremely difficult and dangerous times. I was in awe of my friends who lived through the Gulf War and had to send their little children to kindergarten with gas masks just in case Saddam Hussein sent chemical warfare in one of his gun missile attacks. My friends didn't cower in sealed bomb shelters all day, only when the sirens went off. Otherwise, they went on with life like all Israelis and lived with faith. The same was true for my friends who lived through the Antifada just years before I made Aliyah, when terrorist attacks happened almost every day. They told me how they would take precautions, but they still went to cafes, they still went on buses, and they still lived their lives with unshakable faith in God. At first, I thought that these friends of mine were just born with incredible faith, but I quickly learned that no one starts off that way. Being a person of great faith is something that we transform into through the tests that we go through. The first time that I lived through a dangerous time period in Israel, a friend of mine reached out to encourage me and to other new immigrants who were facing real terror threats every day for the first time. He said, when a person moves to Israel, we call it aliyah, which literally means in ascent. We believe that the soul experiences an ascent because it is on holy ground. But now, every time we feel the fear of terror but go about our lives anyways, we experience another aliyah, another ascent. Through this test, we can rise up and grow closer to God. My friend was right. And going through that test of faith transformed me so much so that when I began my work at the fellowship, I could do what my father always did. Instead of running away from danger when a crisis hits an Israeli city, I'm not afraid to run towards those cities, towards the danger, because I have a purpose. And my purpose is to do God's work of providing aid to the most vulnerable and needy. I have faith that God will protect me. Nobody enjoys being tested. I know firsthand that tests can be incredibly difficult and unpleasant. But as people of faith, we need to appreciate tests for what they really are, opportunities to rise to a higher level. Just as we had to pass tests in first grade in order to get to second grade, 
God's tests are a portal that allows us to step into a better version of ourselves. Everyone is born with potential to be great. But potential on its own is worthless. It's only when we actualize our potential that it becomes meaningful. And tests bring out our potential and make it real. A person may be born with the capacity to have faith, but it is only once he is tested that he becomes a man of faith. Or maybe someone is born with the ability to be a rock for others, but it's only when she is tested that she becomes a woman of strength. We are born with all kinds of abilities, but unless we are put through a trial, we may never become the person we could be. The ancient Jewish sages taught that God doesn't make a person big until he first tests him with something small. If you are going through a test, it isn't a sign that God doesn't love you. In fact, the opposite. It is a sign that he believes in you and wants to raise you up to greatness. Here's the good news. If tests are God's way of bringing out the greatness that is inside of us, it means that he will never give us a test that we do not have the ability to pass. God never gives us more than we can handle. I once heard a story about how deeply Judaism holds this idea to be true. The story takes place in the 1800s in a small Jewish town in Poland where the famous Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Kotz lived. One Sabbath, a man came from a different town in order to spend the holy day in the presence of a holy rabbi. In the middle of the Sabbath, the man received terrible news. He was told that his hometown burned down to the ground, along with his home and all of his business. When the man heard the devastating news, he fainted. The townspeople revived him, but then he fainted again. This scenario repeated itself a couple of times until somebody brought the holy rabbi to help. The rabbi came over to the man and calmed him down by saying, Yes, it may be true that the damage in your town was great, but you don't have to worry about it at all. Your house and business were not burned down. Wow. The man finally calmed down, and sure enough, after the Sabbath, he found out that the rabbi was right. His home and business had been spared from the terrible fire. Everyone in the town thought that the rabbi had done a miracle. How else could he have predicted that this man's properties were not touched? But the rabbi corrected everyone. He said, It is not a miracle at all. It's very simple. I saw that this man kept fainting because he simply could not handle the news. And I knew that God does not give someone a test that he does not have the ability to pass. So I understood that it had been a mistake. They might have thought that his business was burnt down, but I knew that it wasn't because there is no way God would have allowed something that he couldn't handle to happen. There is a Jewish saying, God gives burdens and also shoulders. God never gives us more than we can bear. And knowing this should give us the confidence and strength to get through all of life's tests. There is one more thing that I want to add. 
Sometimes when we are going through a test, especially if it's a particularly difficult test, it's easy to forget that God is still present in our lives. We might ask, where is God? Or wonder if he has abandoned us during the most difficult times in our lives. But no, that is never the case. I once heard it put this way. When you are going through difficulties and wonder where God is, remember that the teacher is always quiet when giving the test. God is our ultimate teacher. He teaches us life lessons through our daily experiences, and he develops our potential through life's tests. The rabbis taught that if we truly understood the value of God's tests, we wouldn't run away from them, but we would even run towards them. Because it is through those tests that we become our best. In Job 23.10, we read, But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. God already knows if we can pass his tests. But it is up to us to decide if we will let our tests diminish us or if we will use them to come forth as gold. This week, identify a test that you are going through right now. Then ask yourself how you might come forth as gold how you might come out better by going through this challenge. What can you learn from this test? How can you become a better person by going through it? Who is God calling you to be by giving you this particular challenge? We don't get to choose our tests in life, but we do get to decide how they will affect us for the rest of our lives. Instead of complaining about our tests, let's choose to learn and grow from them. And in doing so, will make our teacher very proud. Shavua Tov, my friends. Have a wonderful week from here in the Holy Land. Thank you for listening to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. If you like what you have heard, visit me at mybiblicalroots.org for more of my teachings, videos, blogs, and books. You can also follow me on Instagram at yael underscore Eckstein or on Facebook at Yael Eckstein. Shalom and see you next week.